5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. we would call a full edition today of the Patrick Johnson show. Welcome in everybody. Great to have you with us uh, here. He man with you on this uh, Tuesday, the next, the busiest travel day before Thanksgiving of the year. Of course, tomorrow is, uh, we will have an over the river and through the woods edition tomorrow with Ben Byram. Uh, going to take a little R and R myself, busy weekend ahead. Looking forward to uh, our coverage of ECU football on Saturday, beginning at noon. It is the Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown, and uh, that will be coming your way 12 noon from outside of the stadium, Town Bank Tower. Terrence Copper and myself will be getting you ready for ECU and Cincinnati. A couple pirate news and notes to bring you today. We'll uh, go into some more deets on this in our pirate report, but uh, right around noon today, it was announced that the ECU basketball game Scheduled for 4 o'clock Saturday against Coppin State for Joe Dooley's bunch has been moved up to 1 p.m. So it'll be a 1 o'clock uh, tip from Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum on Saturday, 12.30 airtime on 94.3 the game and 107.9 WNCT for Pirate Basketball as they will try to avenge uh, a loss that I know has left a bitter taste in Joe Dooley's mouth, the defeat uh, to Davidson in the final game of the Myrtle Beach Invitational where the Pirates led by 11. Also, Pirate Baseball announced their schedule today. I'll get into some of those details with you in just a little bit. First, a, a couple other reminders. Uh, of course, ECU tickets are still available, but uh, in talking with uh, John Gilbert, a conversation from earlier today on Talk of the Town you're about to hear in its entirety, but also uh, in talking with some other ECU athletic officials some really good news yesterday 
uh, or I should say uh, after midnight and counted this morning, the uh, ticket sales that they were able to generate with those special $60 and $80 packages where you got four football tickets, four basketball tickets, and four women's basketball tickets to the games this weekend, and in the case of the $80 packages, the four food vouchers. So that's very cool, and uh, that's a great way to uh, enjoy your holiday weekend, especially if you're going to be around Greenville and the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina this uh, weekend. A couple of other uh, things, too, that I wanted to make mention of. Uh, Croft and Coach, RV, they are back this uh, week. And we've got Rose football for you. Not only are we hoping for a big crowd outside of Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum for Pirate basketball, also hoping for a huge crowd at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville on Friday. Still plenty of time to get your tickets and uh, deals to be had there as uh, the Pirates and fourth-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats will be getting ready to uh, do battle. And uh, that'll be a 3.30 kick on ABC. So not only... Do we have uh, all of that going? We want you to attend the game and and, uh, cheer like crazy for the Pirates. But my friend Clay Medlin wanted me to make mention, uh, Rose AD, that, uh, hey, the Rose game's at 7.30. Friday night, they're playing Scotland County. This is the fourth round of the playoffs, big boy football in North Carolina, especially in that 3A bracket. And look, the folks from Scotland, they're going to bring 500, 700, hell, probably 1,000 people. So it would be great, especially if you're a Rose High alum and you're back in town for the weekend, uh, to head out and uh, root on Rose High as uh, the Rampits under Will Bland will try to advance to the regional final. The uh, game will be at 7.30, and a uh, great way to go from uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and hopefully a pirate upset of Cincinnati, a monumental victory, and you can roll that uh, celebration on over to uh, Greenville, Rose, and uh, and Scotland uh, playing one another in the fourth round of the playoffs. Anytime you make it to this time of year where you're in there on the, uh, you know, the end of the season, this is a big, big, big deal Uh, when you get to this fourth round or the the Thanksgiving weekend, now that they've added to a round of the playoffs. But that's always been the, the mark. If you get to the Thanksgiving weekend, your season is a success, and this has been a big success for Rose, but they want to keep it rolling as they're going for another state title. Uh, coverage of Rose Rampant Football right here Friday night, 7.30 on 94.3. The game is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett, Sam Pollard and Son, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, Stadium Sports, Caraway Office Solutions, Bowman Paget and Associates Dentists, and by... First Bank. So, big coverage from Crofted RV, and it's brought to you by those fantastic sponsors, Rose Football on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports, and your destination for Rose Rampant Football. They'll play Scotland again in the fourth round Friday night at 7.30. If you can't make it out, and we hope you can, folks, because the Rampants are going to need a big Greenville home crowd, but if you can't make it out, you can always listen to the game here on 94.3 The Game. Now, we will also have the ECU game on 107.9 WNCT Friday, but also here on 94.3 The Game. Just so you uh, know, if the game is happens to be going on past 7.30 for some reason, we can't dump out of that on 94.3 The Game. So we would then jip rampant football, join it in progress. Uh, once the game goes final, we are going to go to the Rose game on 94.3 The Game. The ECU postgame game 
and the entire broadcast will be heard. You'll you'll check it out on 107.9 WNCT, the 100,000-watt flame-throwing flagship of your ECU Pirates. So these are uh, just some of the programming notes. I will, I'm going to be out tomorrow. Ben will be in getting you to the holiday. So I just want to take the chance, if I don't get a chance later in the show, to wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be thankful. And look, no matter uh, how tough things are, and there's a lot of tough stuff out there uh, just in general, but also I know for folks out there that are going through some personal things, uh, there's always someone who, who does have it. Uh, worse than you do. I know it seems hard to believe that sometimes, but I'll tell you this. If you are able to draw a breath, uh, the good Lord has given you another opportunity to to move forward. So uh, I wish all of you a blessed and and just a wonderful Thanksgiving with your friends, family, whomever you're spending it with, your significant other, and I hope uh, it is a safe one for you as well. So in case I didn't get a chance to say that, I wanted to say that right here. Just to give you a little bit of what my schedule's like, uh, back on Talk of the Town tomorrow on Talk 103.7 WTIB and 96.3, Talk 96.3. Uh, we'll have for you uh, tomorrow, Ben here on 94.3, the game to get you uh, to the holiday, as I mentioned. Uh, and then I'll be back with Terrence at 12 noon on Friday with Pirate Game Day Countdown for Bush Light. Also, coming up, uh, on uh, Saturday, ESPN Plus for me for uh, basketball, ECU, and Coppin State. That game, again, has been moved up to 1 o'clock, so uh, 1 o'clock on ESPN Plus. And then uh, I'll be on the ACC Network Extra uh, on Friday night in Durham for UNC and Duke Volleyball. So uh, we'll have to catch a little bit of the game, but get to Durham, I'll, I'll obviously record the game and watch it later. Uh, since it's on ABC, that'll be pretty easy. But that's kind of my layout here for the holiday week. And then back at it Monday with a fresh edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. I'll be back, of course, uh, back with Henry in the mornings on Monday as well. But uh, guest hosting Talk of the Town for one more day tomorrow. If you uh, – we didn't get a chance to really mention this Monday because we had so many things to talk about. The Pirate win – the Holt Naylor's news, Mike Houston's comments, Pirate basketball and that uh, tough defeat to Davidson, and, of course, the Panthers and Cam Newton. But if you want to go back and hear a really interesting interview for just not only Pirate athletics but just the overall health of the university, uh, go to ninety or rather 103.7 WTIB's Facebook page. They have video of the Talk of the Town show. And if you go and you find yesterday's show, and they don't post as many articles as we do, so it's pretty easy to, to navigate that page. You can scroll down and find it. But go to the second hour of that show. Scott Shook is on with me. And, you know, we all know Shook from the sports perspective of our roving Daytona 500 correspondent. But Shooky is uh, – I shouldn't call him Shooky. He's Mr. Shook because he's the chairman of the ECU Board of Trustees. Uh, great interview with Scott Shook yesterday. I would encourage you to check that out. Because uh, Shook talks about not only some things and, and how big Freeze Carolina University as a whole the last couple of weeks have been, but we do talk some football and we talk practice facility and athletic budget a little bit with him. All of that coming up with John Gilbert here in a little bit, but it's, it's interesting to get that perspective from Scott Shook, who's a great pirate and ECU alum and a guy who's uh, 
really has a forward-thinking vision as the chair of the ECU Board of Trustees. They've got some good people on that board now. They've had some good people, but they've also had some questionable people or some bad apples, some bad players, and uh, some bad actors. And uh, now they've got uh, really some high-quality, accomplished people on that on that governing body. And I think that's a great thing. All right, I wanted to get to the Gilbert uh, interview but I've kind of talked through this segment here. So let's grab a break. i tell you what we'll do before we go to break. Uh, give our guy Philip Pilkington a call right now at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. You will win four tickets to the ECU Coppin State basketball game. We've got four tickets to give you. Caller 5 at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Caller 5 will pick up a four-pack of tickets. All right. We'll break, and when we do come back, uh, the interview from earlier today with John Gilbert, ECU Director of Athletics, in the studio here on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. Golden Corral on Greenville Boulevard is now open, serving all your Golden Corral comfort food favorites like fried chicken, pot roast, steaks, fresh vegetables, and awesome desserts. Don't miss their weekend features like Catfish Fridays, ribs every Saturday, and specialty carved meats on Sundays. Make game day extra special with a hot and hearty big breakfast or build a wholesome tailgate feast of Golden Corral entrees, sides, and desserts. drive through pickup and delivery available. Open daily for lunch and dinner, breakfast every weekend. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back, just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice-cold Pepsi in hand, totally back. That between-play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi is back, baby. (laughs) I've really missed this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment, your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry, Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you can use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. Hi, this is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard party. From traditional pick pickings to regular chop barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family. This year, U.S. Cellular's making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. 
Starting OMG, hey, it's been forever. I'm so ready to see North Carolina and turn right in 52 miles onto the Blue Ridge Parkway for epic views. Then continue ahead on Highway 12 and hit the beach and take exit 33 for a city excursion with museums, games, concerts. Sorry, I'm just so excited. Everyone could use some adventure. Get back to a better place at visitnc.com. Sponsored by the NC Association of Broadcasters and Visit NC, a part of the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina in cooperation with this station. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. On the Prowl is 94.3 The Game's podcast for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Fresh edition available at 94.3thegame.com and some other outlets wherever you download your favorite podcast. And uh, this week, Ben Byram and Casey talk about the Panthers' loss to the Washington football team and Cam Newton's performance. No ref Philip Pilkington on this week's edition. Sorry, ladies. Uh, So that is uh, where we are uh, with that. You can always check it out, plus podcasts of this show and other great uh, podcasts that we have uh, online, 943thegame.com, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. Patrick Johnson, welcoming you back in. Had the occasion to welcome into studio earlier John Gilbert, ECU Director of Athletics. Uh, Very lengthy conversation here, and we start uh, the chat uh, as we talked about the Exciting moments of uh, Pirate football the last two weeks. The overtime win at Memphis, the 54-yard field goal walking off uh, the victory for the Pirates at Navy following some close calls earlier in the year. Back-to-back weeks, you know, you're a nervous wreck coming down the stretch, <laughs> or at least I am right. on the inside. And, you know, to, to win like that two weeks in a row, it's – Man, what a roller coaster of emotions. Well, and to sort of exercise the demon of Navy, which, uh, I mean, what a class uh, just all the way yeah. from an institution to their program. That's a beautiful campus. Uh, I've always found them to be gracious hosts when I've been up there. I'm sure you found the same. Yeah, they're they're wonderful hosts, and, and um, you, you know, they do it the right way. Right. And, you know, their, their mission is, you know, quite different than ours, mm-hmm. um, but – an impressive program i I know that uh this year you know maybe not what they'd want to be but clearly they've done some exceptional things there well i root for them 364 days a year yeah yeah 360 yeah there's that one day a year so it was very nice to sort of see uh ecu snap along uh uh, losing streak to, to Navy in the fashion in which they did. But well, it what was, a game it was. Yeah, and I think it's uh, 2011 was mm-hmm. the last time we've beaten them. And that that's a long time. It is. <laughs> and, and, you know, we've had times uh, in the past uh, where we couldn't stop them. I remember the first game mm-hmm. that we played up there, they had a very dynamic quarterback. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Perry, yeah. I, I don't, you know – I think he could just take the snap and no one block for him and he could make all 11 right. miss on his own. <laughs> so to go from that to, to you know, this past weekend, it's just I, I'm really happy for our fan base. I'm happy for our players and our coaches and staff. Yeah. It's It's been a long time coming. You talked about – I remember that game a couple of years ago. That was just – that was a that was a tough one. Prior to your arrival, there was the infamous 76-point game, right. and then there was a 66-point game, and I think there was a 56-point. I mean, it, it's it's been a real long, long, uh, painful series at it, times. It is. Um, it's an offense that 
if you you really have to understand football Mm -hmm. to understand how um efficient their offense is i i kind of would uh correlate it to like the princeton offense Mm and basketball yeah You, you know very precise uh very disciplined you know you stop them on one play and they're reading every play and so they go to the line with one or two plays depending on the defensive front right. you give them you know they're changing a play to expose your weakness and in that offense it's really easy to do and most people would go well if that's the case why don't most people run it and w- when you look at the things that the naval academy has to to go through uh, I think they told me the other day they can't take a student athlete on an official visit unless they have a 1200 on the SAT. Wow. Now, I can't even remember what my score is, but I'd have to take it two or three times to <laughs> right. get a 1200. Right. And so that's just for a visit, not to get admitted. And so the reason they run that offense is you you can run that offense and win games mm-hmm. with inferior talent and and i don't mean to say that they're not really good division one athletes but like most of those kids uh they play in that system you know most teams that navy plays they have more athletic more highly recruited kids well and they have their offensive linemen are are obviously pretty good sized fellas but they're not as hulking, maybe, as some of the 300-pound off because you, you can't be that big and be in the, in the Navy. Well, well it, it's a good point you make because most people don't know, like in the summer, they, they put those midshipmen right. on a ship, and, you know, you <laughs> you can't be that big on There's a ship. There's some tight spaces. So, so usually what will happen is the linemen will lose weight, mm-hmm. a lot of weight during the summer, and then come in and, and start to put it back on. Yeah. So uh again excited for the pirates excited for our fan base and mike houston and um you know what what a ride it's been so on the game-winning kick which for uh owen daffer out of wilmington a a walk-on freshman now a a scholarship freshman uh 54 yards are you thinking oh he's got this are you thinking all right looks like we're going to overtime or are you just sort of in the moment well, I, I actually I was down on the field and I I walked up to um, one of the staff members because I do go to a practice occasionally and I've been out there for a field goal period and you know I've never seen them kick one that far in practice mm-hmm. and, and so I walked up to the staff member and I said can can he can mm-hmm. he make it from here and he told me yeah he can make it okay um, so uh you know kickers typically have a very high level of confidence i think owen is right. you know he's a very confident yeah. young man and um has a great kind of laid back wilmington surfer attitude yeah he does too, which he is, does yeah like if if you just passed him uh on campus you probably would not know he's a football player right yeah uh, but but man what a what a kick and you know he's going to remember that game the rest of his life and just to kind of see the joy on his face you know that, i mean everybody was happy obviously but just he was really happy he, he you know w- w- when you make a play like that to win the game and obviously there are a lot of plays during the game to win right, the sure, game sure yeah but but to win it at the end and have the opportunity like when you're called upon to deliver that that's really what every student athlete and player mm-hmm. yeah they that's what they dream of or think of right 
hey, when it's my time, I'm going to answer the bell. Right. And and sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm happy, you know, he, he rung the bell on this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, John Gilbert, ECU <laughs> Director of Athletics, joining us here on uh, Talk of the Town. Uh, Patrick in for uh, Henry, who's uh, on a richly deserved uh, vacation week here on this uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, does, t- does he work that hard to actually deserve a vacation? No, no. Because my my impression is because like when you say deserved, mm-hmm. like I think work hard and right. I you know I think he's on the golf course a lot more than he's working. He, he might slip out there a little bit. Yeah, I I, I think that balance still tilts toward. I, I will say this about Henry. There's a lot of things we can all say about him, but uh, that guy is. You talk about like a, a self-made, works um, hard guy. That's he, Henry. He he's really done is. very well for yeah, himself. Yeah, he has. Henry's. But I, uh, I like to pull his chain every now. Well, and then. I'll let you do that all you want. But <laughs> but he now I'll, I'll say this. Usually, if he were in here today, you'd have to have your hard hat because of dropping names. Right. You know, you <laughs> never know when they're gonna they're gonna be dropped. Uh, John Gilbert is is with us here. Um, so seven wins. We're gonna get to Cincinnati. Uh, well, that's probably the next logical step. Obviously, it's a huge game this weekend uh, with uh, Cincinnati number four in the nation coming. I know. Just ending at midnight was a, a really great promotion for four tickets to the game for your family and basketball tickets as well, and then a food at the stadium, uh, a feast, if you will, uh, yeah. for Friday. Uh, and uh, I understand, at least as of Sunday, that was still going pretty well and pretty brisk, uh, going pretty briskly. Uh, ticket sales, you obviously want as many people in there as possible. Where's that number right now, or at least, you know, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I feel really good. Obviously, it's the highest-ranked team we've had since, uh, I believe, Miami was ranked fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Y- it was 83, two. and it might have been the year they <clears throat> won a national title. Don't don't quote me on that, but I believe that's right. So, so obviously, uh, a highly-ranked team coming to Dowdy Ficklin, nationally televised game on, on ABC, um, you know, all eyes across the country. It's a unique time slot, you know, on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than retail, most people will not have to work on Friday. So great opportunity to be able to come, you know, see a highly ranked team play uh, against the Pirates. We, we did, we, we felt like based on the unique uh, time of the game, you know, backing up to Thanksgiving, we needed to do some specials. So we we did the do the two packages, mm-hmm. uh, which included four tickets to the game, four men's basketball on Saturday, and four women on Sunday, with, with the hope that's going to drive more people to Minji's mm-hmm. uh, on, on Saturday and Sunday. And so, uh, as of yesterday, I, I think we had sold, you know, three thousand plus of, okay. of those. Uh, so so quite a few the other thing we did for students is we we loaded four student guest tickets um, on every student's account so if a student wants to bring a a friend to the game they Mm -hmm. can bring four for absolutely free oh wow so so we're hoping you know those students that come back to the game or students that are local you know they can print those off at home and and uh bring a friend with them you know i i know there's been some uh community folks that say i, I want to buy a block of tickets or you know a dozen and, and, and sort of donate them I, the ticket office i guess will be open today and tomorrow uh, absolutely like we'll, we'll be open uh we're obviously not open on uh thanksgiving mm-hmm. but we'll be in the office early on friday we we've contacted multiple groups mm-hmm. uh, i think we've got some coming down from the base in Jacksonville. Oh, great! Uh, that that indicated that they wanted to come. So, 
uh, I, I think we'll have a number of people here. You know, right now I would say we're low to mid thirties. Oh wow! Uh, in in Stop. attendance, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now we you want it a, to be better. We, I want it to be better. I think it largely will depend on how many students show up mm-hmm. uh, and how many people with tickets actually come to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Cincinnati coming and and the fact as you say a national television audience uh this this would be a you know kind of a huge exposure window at a time where the team is is playing very well so from that standpoint uh, what an opportunity for football and, and for the university really as a whole well, well again a 330 uh, nationally televised game on abc you know the the institution could not pay for that exposure mm-hmm. if we had to go out and buy it and so I, I am thankful it's here in Greenville. It's going to be a, a great opportunity for our, you know, institution and community to put their best f- foot forward. And, and certainly, when your football program has momentum like this and the interest that it's drawing, you know, that certainly doesn't hurt enrollment. And uh, we're at a point in time where we need to do everything we can to continue to to drive enrollment numbers for the institution. The uh, the obviously the american is in a new second year of a new tv deal there's money that uh, comes in uh via that it's more advantageous than, than the previous media rights deal still the college model is ticket sales factors highly into that not just for you know what we're talking about friday but also as you look towards next season and season ticket sales uh, absolutely so r- really the three main three or four main components i'd say ticket sales you know, pirate club uh, donations, and then certainly your, you know, conference TV distribution are probably the three main buckets. Uh, and, you know, we really need to continue to invest in our program. Mm-hmm. And so it is going to be important as we go into next year, you know, we, we need to go 15,000 plus on our season ticket number. Mm-hmm. And that's a realistic goal. We've been a high of 22. Right. Uh, we went down to as low as twelve five. Uh, this year we were at thirteen five. Okay. So I think I think fifteen thousand coming off this season in a bowl trip. You, we've got NC State uh, mm-hmm. at home to open the season next year. Uh, seven home games. Uh, fifteen thousand is an attainable goal, uh, particularly for a fan base like we have. Want, want to get to the bowl game uh, talk here in a moment, but. Uh, Part of the, the the way college is now, and, and with television, every game's televised. It might take a little longer to play games than it did, you know, fifteen or twenty years ago. In other words, it really has become, and, and and this is a positive kind of a an event in Greenville with the tailgating and then the game itself, and even some post tailgating. Uh, people that love it, that's a great situation. But you know, part of your business is the the sort of uh, average fan maybe not the die you know you, you want to be able to sell as many average fans to come and, and experience that they may come to one or two games a year they may not come to six or seven uh, games a year so what i'm getting at is the game day experience it's designed to to be as appealing to everybody How, you all seem to put a lot of, of thought and care into the actual overall from the second you arrive to begin your tailgate to you know throughout the game it's something kind of for everybody well it it is really one of the most important things you know the game takes care of itself Mm -hmm. 
but most people do not want to go sit in the stands in a regular seat and and watch the game and you, you know i think about like the upper deck of any stadium in the country you know when these were built they it wasn't designed when you had hd tv right uh, right you know the camera that's behind the huddle you know there're just so many things that watching it on tv um and so i think it's important to enhance that experience we've had bands we've had mm-hmm. you know the the uh kid zone we need to get better in that area it's constantly evolving you know, I'd like our concessions to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had some, uh, um, you know, supply chain personnel issues, issues. Yeah, that that uh, we've gotten better on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but all that makes a difference when when someone comes to the game. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing like it. Like if you were at the game last week, I realized it was an away game, but man, we had a great contingent of pirates there, mm-hmm. and and what an exciting game to actually be there and in the moment right uh and to celebrate afterwards you know th- there's nothing like it i think the band element in the pregame has <laughs> been really popular uh, a couple great bands and well-known bands obviously with parmalee yes, and spare yes, change and, yep. um, and one of the things that ecu i think very uniquely positioned unlike some other you know institutions in the state you could still Park pretty close to the stadium. You could still spread out and tailgate. There's not a lot of places. That's becoming a little bit of uh, the dodo bird uh, in some and on some campuses. Well, well, we certainly have an advantage with the amount of parking that we have around, and, and I think it's the way that our facilities are set up. I mm-hmm. mean, we're certainly a part of campus, but but we are a little bit of an island, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that island of the athletic facilities has created this atmosphere that that we're able to capitalize upon. We've got more with ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, so don't you dare go away. Before we uh, continue that conversation with John, here is the ref, Philip Pilkington, with a 94-3 the game. Sports update. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Little news out of the NFL today. The Houston Texans have waived running back Philip Lindsay. Also, it was announced today by Bears head coach Matt Nagy that Andy Dalton will start on Thursday against the Detroit Lions in their annual thir- um, Thanksgiving Day ball game as Justin Fields is still dealing with a rib injury that he sustained this past week. Speaking of those lines, Jared Goff did not play this past week, but he is trending towards playing. I guess that means you can call him probable, even though they're kind of trying to get rid of that word and just lifts everyone as questionable. Big news out of ECU today. The Pirate baseball schedule has came out. The Pirates will open the season against Bryant. The LeClaire Classic will feature Indiana State, Michigan, and Maryland. Maryland came here in the regionals this past year and was the three seed. They were knocked out by ECU. Another uh, Other notable games that the Pirates will play this year, they will travel to Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech. They also have a home-and-home against Duke and NC State. They will play a three-game weekend series against North Carolina, the first one being in Chapel Hill, the second one being in a neutral site in Greensboro, and the third one being right here in Greenville. ECU basketball game on Saturday has been moved to 1 o'clock against Coppin State. There is some other college basketball going on today in the Maui Invitational, which is being played in Las Vegas. 
don't know exactly why. Texas A&M beat Butler earlier today, 57-50. And right now, AAC opponent Houston is in action. They are currently trailing Wisconsin 26-12. Around the AAC, as the night goes on, Toledo and Tulane play it. That is also a neutral site game. And Cincinnati takes on number 13 Arkansas tonight at 9.30. But the big one tonight is number one Gonzaga against number two UCLA. That game will be in Las Vegas, so a neutral site for those two teams. And the Zags are favored by seven. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports update. After this timeout, more of John Gilbert and the P-Man. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94-3 The Game. I'm with my health insurance agent, Bill Jenkins. Bill is an employee benefit specialist and life insurance agent from Town Insurance. Bill, give us an update on Town Insurance here in North Carolina. Town Insurance is a top insurance and employee benefits agency in North Carolina and ranks in the top 50s nationwide. We have primary offices in Greenville, Kinston, Wilmington, Raleigh, and now Charlotte. And, Bill, what are areas Town Insurance specializes in? With our experienced account management team, we specialize in employee benefits, including group medical, dental, life, vision, disability, and voluntary options for employees. We compare these options with several of the best carriers in the market and assist businesses on benefit administration, as well as employee education and enrollments. And how can a business best contact you to review their employee benefits program? Give us a call, 252-756-8300. Call today as the best time is now to come to town. Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because, uh... The quality is great, and they can cut it any size you like, and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds, and that's perfect for my for my family. Because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated, and it can last a lifetime. Up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental disorder that requires a comprehensive approach to treatment. Learn more at moretoadhd.com. This message brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! 
On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Pirate Report uh, with uh, Lance at the Pirate Baseball schedule coming up. And uh, another programming note for you. Pirate basketball has been moved up on Saturday from 4 p.m. to 1 p.m. So we uh, hope you'll uh, make it out to Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum for the game against Coppin State. Look, ECU played great in that uh, tournament down in Myrtle Beach. And that's a big, they know now what they need to, to kind of drill down a little more on. That was a great gauge. That was a high-level tournament. That was a great gauge for Myrtle Be- uh, for the conference season Myrtle Beach was. So, look, uh, we got John Gilbert in the studio here. Lots of things to discuss with him. John in a little earlier, and uh, we talked about fielding the phone calls from uh, prospective bowl games. You know, there are natural tie-ins, but uh, it, it's – Nice to be on that side of things, I'm sure, for John Gilbert, where you're hearing from bowl games and able to to lobby ECU as a, a great bowl participant. This is John Gilbert talking about getting ready uh, for the Pirates to go bowling. Certainly, it's uh, we're fortunate to be in this position, mm-hmm. uh, having not been to a bowl since 2014. And so the AAC, they have multiple tie-ins. The three main tie-ins in no order are uh, the Military Bowl in Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. They play the game in Annapolis, but all the activity takes place in Washington. Uh, You have the Fenway Bowl Mm -hmm. in Boston uh, and then the Hawaii Bowl uh, in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And the other bowls are all ESPN-controlled bowls. I can't name them all, but like the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Cure Bowl, Mm -hmm. the Boca Raton Bowl, the Gasparilla Bowl, they're all owned by ESPN events. And so there there is some horse trading that goes on. I I do think the bowls like uh, as as much as they can to get a regional team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so like if uh, I would anticipate the Florida teams will stay in Florida if, gotcha. if at all possible. Right, and, and so I think the two that make the most sense for us are uh, both the military and the Fenway Bowl. Okay, um, both of them you would play an ACC team uh, mm-hmm. in. So uh, if you look, you know, just at where the ACC is now, you could, you know, hypothetically uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville. Boston College, mm-hmm. um, you know, be a pretty good matchup. Pr- pretty good matchup for this program, uh, yeah. uh, for us. So, ho- hopefully, we'll be able to make an announcement in the near future. On All that. are uh, the, the two you're mentioning, at least, are, are post Christmas. So that that sometimes is a, is a little bit easier as far as ticket sales go. Well, t- typically, what will happen? Uh, I think the military bowls on the 27th mm-hmm. of December, and the Fenway Bowl is on the 29th. Mm-hmm uh you know if it's military obviously our fans can drive there sure uh so so that one makes a lot of sense for us you know we'll see how it plays out is myrtle beach a possibility uh realistically or uh, i i think they're all a possibility it's just going to depend on uh the pecking order mm-hmm. and who's picking and when they're picking and you know with espn owning all those bowls there is some horse trading that goes on um 
you know, they may, you may look at a bowl like the Camellia Bowl mm-hmm. in Montgomery, and it says that's a matchup between the MAC uh, and the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Well, they could get in and horse trade and go, we're going to send this team to Myrtle Beach for this bowl, right. but we're going to send this team from, you know, the Mountain West, so we have this matchup because right. we think this will be a good matchup and a TV for for right, TV yeah, standpoint. Right. So they really are more concerned with the matchup mm-hmm. and uh, ticket sales and eyeballs sure. on TV. So right. th- there'll be a lot of horse trading come bowl time. Well, certainly Annapolis is a doable trip for for a lot of the fan base. Myrtle Beach is practically in the backyard. So yeah, I, yes, it is. But that's a smaller stadium too. Smaller stadium, but but um, you, you know, still would be a great yeah, destination right. for us. So, yeah. uh, no, absolutely, I, I'd be happy wherever we go. No, and, and that's that's kind of the thing. I mean, at this point, I'm sure whoever's making these decisions would anticipate, as you would, a pent up demand and, and a desire to, to travel, especially if it's you know easily yes. attainable to get there. Yeah, yeah. No, we're 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 excited to. Uh, to, to be going bowling here's the sort of irony to this whole thing it really depends on what cincinnati does yet we want ecu to to kind of shock uh, the world of college football and and defeat cincinnati if cincinnati were to win i guess it sort of depends on where they wind up uh if, if they would lose they may not even make a new year six bowl i uh, don't know if they would drop that well it, it just depends i mean like they lose. You kind of have notre dame and byu in the mix unfortunately for the american yeah it, i mean it will be uh interesting to, to yeah. watch yeah well let me let me ask you what you make of that i mean cincinnati and i don't know you probably didn't see any of the game we watched a little bit of it in the studio here they really took it to smu i mean really probably one of their better games beat a very good smu team yeah yet they drop in the ap people we'll find out tonight where they where they drop is this a system that is equitable I mean, it's the one we've got, but I mean, how equitable is this? It's not equitable. And if you look at at uh, college basketball, every of the three hundred and you know forty something Division One programs, they all have a pathway mm-hmm. to to play in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. That's really not the case in football. Like, you know, the, it's a four team playoff. Uh, it is near impossible for a group of five mm-hmm. uh, team to, to get in the four-team playoff but because of these factors. And, and I'm hoping, you know, one day this happens before the expansion comes, that there is a team that makes it because it's good for us all mm-hmm. when that happens. Right. But, but the reality is, like, when you go to schedule, like, over the last several years, I can promise you Cincinnati's had a difficult time scheduling games. Sure. But because – the really good teams go, I don't want to play them like they're good enough to beat us. Right. So uh, there, when you look at the CFP playoff committee, there's one group of five representative. Mm. All right? Yeah. So, so that in itself tells you <laughs> they have no chance. You're sure. And so um, I, I think it is a – it's an imperfect system. It's what we have now. I think the with the playoff expansion coming, mm-hmm. that will get that remedied. You spoke uh, to the Greenville Chamber Group <laughs> here recently, uh, and I think the number was 77 student-athletes that have some form of a, a name, image, and likeness 
deal? Is that number about what you thought it would be? Is how is that kind of gone in its in its early stages? It, it's about what I thought it would be. Uh, not all of those deals are cash. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, you know, gift cards, discounts, mm-hmm. uh, promotional items, etc. But it, it's about where I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Has that? Uh, is anything with that that's kind of caught you off guard or you, you oh we didn't anticipate this i mean or is it all about where you thought it, 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 it is all about where i thought it would be yeah okay uh and obviously you have a football coach that's done a fabulous job of turning the program around uh certainly you've set a goal of the fifteen thousand season ticket sales next year which would certainly help uh the, the athletic coffers uh as far as the budget and what you anticipate will need to go to football in the budget uh, what are the, what does that look like well obviously we need to continue to invest in football if you look at you know coach Houston and his staff they're the lowest paid staff in our league and and so uh but by a what i would consider a significant margin mm-hmm. uh and and so we're we're going to need uh to invest in football to continue to do that both from a salary standpoint and a operational budget standpoint. And we're really going to need everyone to play a part in that. Uh, you know, we're going to need people to, to help invest. And, and that might be, you know, buying a ticket. It might be uh, joining the Pirate Club. It, it might be putting a name on a building. Mm-hmm. Like, we really need everyone involved to, to help uh, get this program really where we want it to be. And I think this is just the beginning. Like, I'm really, you know, encouraged about where we are. Uh, many, many things we could talk about, but I know you got to go, and uh, we need to, to do a few things here to wrap up the hour. But great to see you. Thank you for coming in, and uh, looking forward to seeing you Friday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Happy Pirates. Thanksgiving to Happy you, Thanksgiving to you. John Gilbert, good enough to join us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And you are tuned to the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 The Game. Pirate Report, and we'll wrap things up next. Adam Gold Middays, Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. For a casual and relaxing dining experience, look no further than Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Locally owned and operated by David and Kelly Munoz, Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern offers a wide variety of appetizers, soups, salads, and entrees with specialty mixed drinks and a great selection of craft beers. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 4 until 10, or call 227-4399. Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Watch out! They got me! The galaxy is safe once again. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. 
Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. No experience is required. However, anyone with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. A pirate report for Ben Byram with a little center field. Won't have time to get to the audio today of the coordinators, uh, so Ben will bring you that tomorrow on the Over the River and Through the Woods edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Pirate report brought to you by Seahorse Steakhouse, where you'll always get Danny's steaks and Mama's cakes. Doug Henry, Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC in Farmville, and Doug Henry Ford Naden. You paid more if you didn't get yours at Doug Henry. And Time Financing, need money fast. Time Financing is your personal loan specialist. Time Financing with two dozen locations in all of North Carolina. Pirate Baseball. Can't stop, won't stop. It is the Road to Omaha released today. ECU will open the season at Clark LeClaire Stadium against Bryant on February 18th. That'll be the opening series. Then a midweek game on February 22nd, a Tuesday game against uh, those pesky Campbell Camels. That uh, always agitating early season game in Bowie's Creek when it's about four degrees and you go there and play in the band box that is Jim Perry Stadium. Uh, And then an intriguing series, the opening uh, or the final weekend of, uh, of February, an intriguing series as UNC... Chapel Hill and East Carolina will play one another. They will square off Friday the 25th of February at Boschimer Stadium in Chapel Hill and then will play Saturday in Greensboro to to-be-determined location. And then Sunday back in Greenville at Clark LeClaire Stadium for a 1 o'clock pitch. So this really works well for the uh, athletic departments because the gates will go UNC, ECU, but also a split gate with Greensboro, and that really helps both baseball programs. Uh, Duke is a really nice March 1st Tuesday opponent for the Pirates. That'll be played at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park, the DBAP. Uh, and then uh, the Keith LeClaire Classic featuring Indiana State, March 4th. March 5th, the Pirates will play Michigan. Uh, Backage back in town, and then Maryland on March 6th. Uh, for the uh, Clark LeClaire or the Keith LeClaire Classic. And then uh, 
a trip to Blacksburg on March 8th, the Tuesday, Virginia Tech. Uh, stay in uh, the Appalachia area and then take on Radford the next day uh, up in Radford, Virginia. Pirates will take a trip down to College of Charleston for a non-conference series. That's a good uh, trip. Of course, midweek games, uh, ODU's involved again. UNCW with the home-and-home, home, Elon with the home-and-home. Home. There's a series against Virgi- uh, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, late March here in Greenville. The Pirates will play NC State at Clark LeClaire Stadium Tuesday, March 29th, 6.30 first pitch. Uh, no fool on April 1st, the opening of the conference slate, and the Pirates will be at Cincinnati on that uh, evening. So that's the opening series, and then the opening uh, home series for conference play against Wichita State April 8th, 9th, and 10th. Pirates uh, will host uh, Cincinnati later in conference play. And then the last two weekends of the conference season, series at home against South Florida and Houston. Uh, Duke is on the slate, as we mentioned a couple times, UNCW, NC State. Uh, Another uh, really uh, challenging and uh, great regional schedule for uh, Pirate Baseball. Great opportunity for folks to travel. Okay, we got to get a break and get or actually got to get out of here. Ben will be in tomorrow to uh, get you to the uh, holiday weekend, your Over the River and Through the Woods edition. Thanks to John Gilbert today, also to the ref, Philip Pilkington. Great job producing, as always. And I will be uh, with you for Pirate Game Day Countdown at 12 noon on Friday as ECU takes on nationally ranked Cincinnati. Hope you'll join us on the radio. And again, I hope you have a wonderful and safe and blessed Thanksgiving. So long, everybody.